I didn't, I didn't do shit. <laughs> Power technology nowadays, ladies and gentlemen. That's how we do it. Yep, that's it. Hold on, let me just clean up a bit here. It's my, it's my studio. I haven't been here in a while. Why in your studio? Yeah, look at my my logo there and everything. Oh, dope. Yeah. Damn, that's what's up. Thanks, man. So you got a new place, and you, in your place you have a studio. God damn, bro, you're living the life now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Kinda>. <laughs> I'm trying to. We're getting, we're getting there little by little, little by little, man. Mm -hmm. uh, man, I'm so happy to see you again once more, bro. It's been a what quite yeah. some time. Well, since the wedding, it was a, it was a good wedding. It was definitely a good wedding. Everybody got shit faced. Yeah, I got mad at you though. What you got mad at me for? What did I do again? Because uh, uh, during the toast, you were like, oh, Seba was with me when I started DJing. I was with you too. Yo cargué bocina contigo, motherfucker. I do not disagree with that. I know that. The problem <laughs> is the toast is for the for the groom. And if I include yeah. if I include others other than the groom, the groom might feel a certain way. That's es true. Especially this groom. Yeah. Especially he's like be an ass. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna be ass, he's gonna be an asshole, and then he's gonna say all the yeah. shit. I'm like, all right, all right. You know what? It was him the whole time, honestly. It was him. He's the one who showed up, you know? Like, ugh. But I gotta do it. Do it. And let me tell you, I hope he doesn't listen to this episode. I I sincerely hope so. But I hate I <laughs> it was such an oh. inconvenience for me to be the best man. Really? Oh my god! You had no idea the level of stress I was dealing with just to be in the and, I, and 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 then again and then again I think my job was pretty easy than than his. He was much more relaxed. Uh, I felt a little bit stressed out because I was like, "Uh, damn! I gotta do this. I gotta plan this and this and that." Like there was the the whole bachelor party that he wanted to do was like, bro. It took me like a month or two or so just to plan that shit ahead of time. And to find out whether he want he wants uh, he wants it or not, and when I found out he wanted it, I was like, Fuck. "That was just a another thing. That was a, that was just a headache as it is, you know." And then the other yeah. headache, the other headache was, you know, getting over to the West Coast. Yeah, you had. To, did you rent a car? Or did you like? Uh, no, you got a taxi, right? I I had a taxi for the wedding. I had a taxi, okay. but I I okay. drove there through my mom's car. Okay. Yeah. But I totally forgot how far shit is, man. I totally <laughs> forgot. And I totally forgot yeah. that when you get to the west side of, of the island, the whole, the whole highway becomes lights, traffic lights all around for no goddamn reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no expressway down there. No. And then there's no, there's like no structure. Everything, there's like a plot hole for every mile away is like, oh, yeah. And I, and I totally forgot how crazy motherfuckers are when they're driving. Mm -hmm. You it's, don't miss that, do you? No, I don't miss that at all. But then again, I do see it sometimes here in South Florida. It's just mm -hmm. in Puerto Rico, it was like, fuck. <laughs> it's now concentrated. I, it's it's concentrated. You know, it's 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 more within a little uh, smaller space. It's more. It's yeah. It's that, and it it people are very aggressive. There is no turning signal on it. Is palcarajo y ya. And I was yep. very very road ragey the whole time. What it was supposed to be a time for me to relax, it was a time for me to get stressed the fuck out. And then my fiance, yep. she sees me and she's like, 
see, now I understand why you're like this uh, over <laughs> here. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. We can finally agree on something. Yes. Because the whole time she's like, I can't believe why are you so ch- ro- road rager when we're driving? It's okay. We're going to get there. I was like, no, baby, you don't understand. This guy did this. He's a fucking idiot. He's driving slow. He's an idiot. Like, no, I'm not going to let him get through me. Like, no, he's a fucking idiot. I have to do out of the defense. I don't look for it. They look for me. I got to drive like this. How? Why? Because yeah. the fucking island was like that. She got scared so many times because when we, when we were in the mountain itself, the mountain, she was like, oh, my God, what's going on? I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, there's no... Why, why is that car going so close to you? It's like, oh, we're in the mountains, you know, that that's it's a one way road. So everybody has to like at the last minute. Oh, we got to ditch to the other side. Mm-hmm. So it was yep. such a experience, you know, a little Jumanji. Home level. Sweet home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things are like eh, some of the some it look, if I feel like some things were like. Wow, it hasn't changed, but at the same time, yeah, it has changed. I guess like yeah, image wise, it it changed a lot, but it's still the same thing. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of people, um, or a lot of the new places there, they look really pretty and stuff, which they ha- that has improved, but it's the same people, same thing. Yeah, hijo de puta queson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody is listening and wants to travel to our hometown uh, PR, uh, just go with precautions. And it's not a bad place. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. I just don't recommend living in there for many reasons. Mm -hmm. Mostly it's because of the the people. And the power. And the power. Oh, yeah. How, How is your power over there? Because we we had to re- reschedule this interview so many times. Yeah, the funny part is I got the uh, this morning I were I, I woke up and the power went out and I'm like don't no don't no, do this to me no don't no. no and then I was like I had to go to my office to work and af- after work mm-hmm. I was like please let there be power at the office please at the ho- at home and when I got here there was power because if I wasn't gonna reschedule this again I was gonna go to Blasar or someplace <laughs> and be like you know. <laughs> In a little, in a little, uh, cubicle. well, they don't, they don't have the cubicles anymore. They used to have, uh, when Maria came, uh-huh. they opened up like a, pl- a place where you could charge your phone and, oh, you really? know, yeah, that was back in the day. Uh, but after Maria, I think they closed it out cause I went the other day and it wasn't there. I used to use that place in my office. Oh. Like when I worked with, uh, yeah. When I worked with, um, with the uh, social media for a couple places, I didn't want to work from home sometimes, mm-hmm. so I just went to that place and you know so, had some fun. Yeah, that yeah, fun time over there. I I mm-hmm. luckily I wasn't there for Maria, but I know my my parents were there, my brother was there, and they told me that that shit was no joke. That it was, was fucked up. Yeah, you remember my old house that I used, that I used to live? Your parents aren't there anymore. No, no, we sold we sold it like um last year. Last year we sold it. But, okay, that's good. But remember that house, right? And you remember yeah, that yeah. it was a two uh, what, first floor and then you got my parents floor. Mm-hmm. My brother told me that the fl- first floor, when he woke got up, flooded. it got flooded. And now, mind you, it's mm-hmm. in a corner on a hill. Mm-hmm. I remember. On, on a hill. So for the first floor to get flooded, yep, that has to be some gnarly shit. 
I lost the studio. My first studio. Jesus. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I, my, my place uh, where I used to live uh, uh, was an oven. You know, it was a hot box. So I couldn't stay there because um, so, I was going to, you know, die of a heat stroke. So I went to my mom's place. Mm. I left everything closed and everything. So the winds were so hardcore that they tore down one of the lights, uh, one of the uh, light posts. Mm. And that went through my window. And it went through no. my window and then all the water came in. I lost speakers. I had, I had a little closet there. I lost, I lost clothes. Um, I lost computers. Yeah, it was, oh, it was horrible. No. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What happened? Did you manage to like get replaced or something? Insurance? So little by little. No, no insurance. Uh, I, uh, now I have insurance for my shit, but back then I didn't have any insurance. Uh, so I just little by little, you know, that's when I, I, I think I took off a little bit because yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the DJs, they were working, um, for pennies. Uh, but then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be working for, you know, min no minimum, uh, you know, a hundred bucks a night and shit like that. I'm like, mm -hmm. no, I'm going to start upgrading. So I started upgrading my gigs and, you know, got a little bit more money, got my studio back together. Right now it's, I'm in, um, kind of a moving things around stage. That's why I don't show you like the around the thing. place. Right. Yeah, because uh, I'm, you know, it's been a while, and uh, uh, I have a couple things that I have to move around here. But yeah, uh, the acoustics and everything I have to work on. I'm not sure how I sound, uh, but uh, well, I, I can hear, the the, I can hear the frog. That's how you sound. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but there's no, there's no big echo, right? As far as I'm concerned, no. You'll, you'll see the episode okay. when it airs, but it's not that bad. Like I don't think you okay. have a, uh, like I had interviewers in which you know i wouldn't say they were bad on their audio quality it's just that your quality is actually pretty good compared to others i had worse okay. i had worse i don't tell them that I, that was worse but when you see the episode you can tell how mm -hmm. my how i sound and how they sound and and that's okay. and that's just me fixing and then cleaning it up you know mixing it you know to sound at least to my level but even so okay. Some, sometimes you cannot clean turd, man. Like, yeah. if, it, if it's a turd, no matter how many times you clean it up, it's still going to be a turd. You can't polish a turd, yeah. You yeah, can't basically. Polish a turd. Basically, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you actually sound much more better than the average one, the interviewer. All right, cool. Yeah, so it's not that bad, man. Um, but Finn is, I actually want to, it's a cool thing that you actually hit me up, to be honest, because you were definitely one of my list of people I want to hit. And you're, Put yourself in the uh, the pen in the back for you for me, man, because you're literally the first Puerto Rican to get interviewed in my show. Nice, puñeta, that's all it. That's all it, you know. And <laughs> and I and I'm very proud of being of being, you know, I come from the island of Puerto Rico, and 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 you to be one of my first ones to get in into my show. To me, it's a, it's a great honor for me, man. And obviously, a homie for a long time that we. We, stay, we started together and everything, so I couldn't be mm -hmm. happier. So pat yourself in the back for saying being the first Puerto Rican DJ to come over to my show, man. Thanks, man. That's it. The honor's all mine. Absolutely. And and I, and I know people are like asking, it's like, oh, shit. So you're like a, a homie of Wilson's like, well, I want to know a little bit about yourself. So I, I want to go more into depth about all your stuff, because obviously we can talk about Everything, man. All the stuff that we've gone through together. And this mm -hmm. is the stuff that I want to emphasize a lot with you.
for this episode mm -hmm. because sometimes there's people who don't believe how I actually got it to where I am meeting mm -hmm. all, all these artists. And I tell them, it's like, guys, it's like I didn't start in this industry like five years ago when I moved into South Florida. Uh, no, mm -hmm. I've been in the nightlife scene since 2010. And there's like lots of people that were with me. It's just because it was in a different scenery doesn't mean that I don't know the do's and don'ts and right now. And boy, did I learn a lot of don'ts, you know, back when mm -hmm. we were doing it. But we were young and stupid. So there were a lot of things mm -hmm. that we we're going to commit, you know, and it's a good thing that we did it because that's how we learn from it. So I want to hear more about your perspective out of all out of your trajectory, your history of it, you know. So I want the listeners mm -hmm. to know, like, you know, all the shits and digs that got to you to where you are. So let's just start with, you know, the beginning, the very beginning, like, because I remember you, obviously, we went to the same college together and mm -hmm. and we hit it off. But I remember that you weren't a DJ at a time that you were just starting out like mm -hmm. Like, do I have that right? So when we met, I was uh, I was interested in DJing, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm a, I'm a musician through and through. So I, I, I yeah, you know that I, I knew. I yeah, I was always playing guitar and drums and shit. And uh, I had a band uh, with Paola. You know her. Yeah, she's yeah. Uh, she's over there in, in, in Miami. Um, so I was there. I think I started um, around 2010. Yeah. Um, I bought my little first computer with the whole controller shit. And um, I think, uh, yeah, I think I called you up to see how we could set it up. Because uh, mm -hmm. you, you had just started too, but you had a little bit on, uh, you were, you had a little bit more uh, experience, obviously, because you started and you had the, your equipment and everything. Yeah. But we, I remember that after you got your first, um, your first equipment, I got mine. And then you said, hey, let's go to, to, to your house for a party. I think it was a get together. And mm. we can DJ. Oh, shit, yeah, and, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then we had a lot of fun there. Uh, I was, I was, I was terrible. And then um, my first paying gig you gave me, uh, which we went to Encantada with, uh, for that uh, model's house. I don't remember the, her name. Oh uh, shit, Melanie. Melanie, Mel yeah, that's her. Oh, I forget that we have a picture that of was, all all three models together. Yeah, and I was there, and I. Uh, I remember we had a we had an issue with the audio because the filter was on and we didn't know what was happening. We thought, "Why does it sound like this?" We were like, "Why does it sound like that?" Yeah. What, what, what are we doing? And we put a filter on. Uh, oh my god, that was wow. Um, Yo, that so was that hilarious. was like you gave me like like fifty bucks and <laughs> for the and we had to bring the 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 uh, the speakers and uh, yeah, it was wow, that was back in the day. I was like 2010, 20, or late late twenty ten. Yeah. Um, yeah. but after that, yeah, <laughs> after that, I started, um, I started practicing. Uh, I had, a, I had a couple gigs myself and then, um, I think it was, uh, one of those, uh, home parties at, at senior frogs. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, we, we were friends with Bo and he's like, Oh, mm -hmm. uh, I need another DJ. I'm like, okay, sure. No problem. Let's go. Let's do it. And I was scared cause it was my first big gig, you know? Right. And after that, I, I killed it because uh, I practiced all week. I remember I was like, let me work, work on my set. Let me just do this. Let me just do that. And yeah, it started. Uh, I started playing there. And after that, I got my residency at Summers next to our next to our college. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, you know, I started uh, working on on my brand on on Young Rock on um, 
<clears throat> basically everything that made us uh, or made me an artist. And after that, I think it was, I want to say 2012 or 2013 that I really started taking DJing seriously. And, uh, some things happened, you know, it was, I was, uh, I was, I think about 24, 25. I moved out of my place. You helped me move from my place. Yeah. And, and, uh, I started, uh, that's the place that got fucked up with the hurricane. Oh, really? That one? Yeah. Where you helped. Yeah. That was where I moved. And, and that one got fucked up because of the hurricane. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Now I'm in a new place. It's close, close by. Um, so yeah, basically that was what, uh, that happened. And you know, we had a couple, you and me, we, we did a couple gigs together. We did a lot, a, a lot of kids parties. Yeah. Um, we did the, the whole, um, what was the name of this place where we went, uh, in Guaynabo? El Club Nautico era. Did we do the gigs at Club Nautico? No, it was a club in Guaynabo that we used to go to. Um, we did like three or four events there. Uh, I think your dad got us that those gigs or something, or your mom. Uh, and there were kids parties. Oh, and el Caparra, and el Caparra Country and Caparra. Club. Oh, Caparra the Country Club. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we did those for a while. Oh yeah, um, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did like two or three gigs there. I have I a lot of fun. Yeah, um, especially the adult parties because the kids parties were you know we played like you know whatever they wanted. Uh, but then when I wanted to to step up and started you know doing my own stuff, I started to, like I said I started taking DJing more seriously, and uh, I went up to a hotel, um, the Conrad, and there was this DJ mm -hmm. playing. I'm not gonna say his name. Uh, Is he but I was new. Huh? No, no, no. I just don't want to. You know, this. It was. It was. It's not something bad, but it was a negative thing, oh, and that really? pushed me. Yeah. Let me let me let me show you. Let me let me explain. So yeah, there was yeah. this DJ playing, and uh, he's an old school guy. He's super cool, you know. But I was just starting, and all I had all I had was my computer and my controller, so I didn't know how to use like the CDJs or uh, vinyl or anything mm -hmm. like that. And he was like, hey, come here. Uh, can you play and, uh, with these CDs? I'm like, what do you mean CDs? He's like, oh, do you, uh, uh, we can't use your computer here, so bring your CDs to play. I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know how to do this. So I said, okay, let's do it. And I put the CDs in. I tried to mix, and it sounded horrible. Ooh. I was, It was bad, bad, bad. Ooh. And he was like, you know, te falta mucho. I'm like, shit. And he was a really good DJ at the time. Uh, he still is. And, uh, that really, that was an embarrassment. I was like, no, nope, this is not happening to me again. So what I did is I went home, didn't take any gigs for like three months. And I got myself, uh, two CDJs, two vinyls and one mixer. And I started mixing with CDs, with vinyl. Um, obviously I already knew how to use a controller. Uh, but yeah, I started learning the craft. So mm. That so that didn't happen to me again. So now nowadays, you put anything in front of me, I'm gonna be able to use it. You know. Right. So basically, that was like when I said, "Okay, I'm taking this really seriously." And uh, I started getting gigs after that, like three months later. And basically, uh, I started playing at you know clubs here like Brava. Uh, back then, it was Epic, uh, which it's seven eight seven now. I did Papi Joe's. I got a residency there. It was in Old San Juan. Uh, I did one bar in Old San Juan. Mm. I did uh, Condado, a couple places. And, you know, I started getting better and better, more noticed and more noticed. And that's when the hurricane happened. When the hurricane yeah, happened, yeah. we didn't, uh, we were like, 
well, I was without power for three months. My grandparents didn't have, didn't have power until uh, February of the year after. So about Ooh. eight months without power. Yeah. Uh, and while we were still reconstructing, uh, there was uh, this big issue with the, uh, the power grid. And uh, they had like this, um, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? This curfew. So they had a curfew. So yeah, there was no yeah. work for us. There was no work I for us. We that, had to. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to go out, and uh, you know, I had my job and everything, my day job, but you know, I couldn't really do anything. So I kept practicing. When this whole shit storm uh, got better, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> quote unquote, yeah, quote unquote, better. The party started going out again, and you know, everybody was dying to have a drink. Everybody was dying to hang out. I bet. Uh, and I just started gigging and gigging and gigging and gigging, getting gigs and getting gigs, and I played at. Uh, uh, a music festival here, which is was the Dreamland, and I, that was that was fucking great, man. That, that we killed it there. Shout out to uh, Kevin Moreira, my homie. That's the guy, that's the main dude from Dreamland, man. One of the main dudes, at least. Think, oh my! Is goodness. he? Is he? He was sorry. my he was my manager at the time. You know, he put us through for Dreamland, and I remember. And I mean, that's where that's <coughs> when you saw me first playing on main stage on Dreamland before the Maria incident. It was the but yeah, power you were grid, like, the power you had, you had like. You had like seven other guys with you on stage. I remember. Uh, it was just uh, uh, four dudes. It was me and three other dudes. But it was like yeah. the craziest back-to-back set, and like, and for the and they shoot us for failure. To be honest, like they shoot us for like here's your you know twenty minutes yeah, of I know. fame, and mm-hmm. for four people who was that we know each other, we we're homies. Like we we. We play here in South Florida, but we've never done a back-to-back together. So we don't know each other's energies. And we just say, like, dude, let's just fucking do it. It's a shot for us to have a main stage appearance, you know, a prime time. We might as well enjoy it. Like, you know, hey, what's the BPM? 150. All right. Everybody does 150. And that's what we did. And we fucking killed it. You know, that was like. Yeah, I remember. It was really good. It was, uh, but after you guys, after you guys, there was some asshole who started playing reggaeton at, at a at a bass set, and everybody was like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" I remember, uh, I don't, I don't remember who it was. But, was it that year that uh, I played, or was was it uh, like the year yeah. that you played? The year that you played, there was a guy after you guys finished your set. There was a, an asshole that's like, "Everybody that gets fucked up, whatever," and started playing reggaeton. And okay, one or two songs is cool. If you mix them, but they were like the original tracks with, um, you know, and a lot of people were like, yeah, but that's not what we came here for. Oh, you know, we came here for the bass. For the- I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. I don't know. I, I don't know, know who it was. Who. So I, don't- I, I know who I, I remember. I was, yeah, I, I was not part of that decision making, to be honest. Yeah, that I was not and part of that decision making. They say that, you know, that they like uh, they say because they asked me, it's like, yo, yeah, you're from here. right?" like, yeah, they like reggaeton. I was like, yeah, I mean, we started reggaeton. But uh, let me tell you, I haven't been in this island like a long in a while. So I don't know what to tell you, whether they fu- they will fuck with for a bit or not, you know, and and they, they were just trying to get to the the reggaeton to m- match it with the Mumba and the Jersey Club style, you know? That's what they were trying to get to because that's their style. They're Jersey hitters, you know, Mumba, Mumba hitters, you know, twerk hitters. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was probably the only dubstep in the whole back-to-back, to be honest. Yeah, I think you were. 
I was you were. I was probably the only because like the other homies that were just yeah, they were just twerk trap and jersey styles. So it's like, yeah, at least we have a little bit of variety and you can tell mm -hmm. each one of us like who play who, you know? Yeah. I, I remember I used to be really big into the dubstep, uh, but uh, that changed, obviously. For you? Um, uh, why is that? I, don't know. I mean, we, start, we, we started with Skrillets and, yeah. and having Night Party into our veins, but what mm -hmm. changed your mind into like, nah, I don't want, I don't want to do dubstep anymore? It's just the scene here changed a lot, too. So if I wanted mm. to get paid, I had to start playing a lot of other things. And mm. right now, the scene here is just, you know, Ponte Perreo and, you know... I, I'm not like that. <clears throat> I'm oh. like, you know, if you want me to, if you want to, if you want me to play, I can't put a, a you know, an, an eight hour set of, of reggaeton. I just can't. I mean, I can, I have the music, I have the, the ability to, but I don't, I choose not to. Right. Um, so I had a controversy with a club. Uh, one of the manager was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm playing some hip hop. And he's like, no, no, no. Switch back to reggaeton. I'm like, no. He's like, I'm the manager. I'm the DJ. <laughs> you, you gave me, you're paying me to do something. Right. And he's like, and he's like, oh, change back to Perreo. And I, I will in a while. The next week, uh, the owner says like, hey man, what's going on with the music? I'm like, yo, man, uh, you pay me to do something. If you want just that, then get somebody else. No harm, no harm, no, uh, no harm, no foul. If you just want that, then get somebody yeah, else. Right. Right. Yeah. And he's like, oh, then just give me a couple weeks. Cause you know, that's what's in right now. I'm like, if you think that's what's in that right now, you want that for your club, no problem. So I started play. I stopped playing at that club. I was like, "Damn, uh, what am I gonna do?" Uh, not not twenty minutes passed when I uh, when I finished the uh, the phone call with him. Hey man, we need a new DJ. We have this new place. Uh, we need somebody that can play everything. I'm like, I'm your guy. And yeah, that's what's up. That's uh, what's up. That's what's up. I have I haven't had a day off since March. So yeah, it's been. <laughs> I love your fucking face, man. I love your fucking face. <laughs> yo. Uh, hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. Let's go. And when Seba call, called me up for uh, like the wedding. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I uh, He called me up like eight months in advance. So I went ahead and got the date. You know, I'm not taking any gigs that day. Yeah. And some for some reason, I think it was back in February. Yeah. No, no, no. It was like in 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 May or April. My all of my um my uh, my contacts and everything got erased, and all my calendar got erased. So I had to start calling them up. And the one guy I didn't call was Seba because I forgot. You know, I had all my other things. And he's and then I'm like, when's the wedding? So I called them up. Hey man, when's the wedding? Oh, this is the wedding day. I'm like shit, 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 shit. Okay, I don't have anything that day. There we go. And that was there. Yeah. So God, I got scared. <laughs> no, I would be, man. But I'm proud of you, bro. I'm very happy to hear that you're actually doing great, man. And that you have every fucking weekend a gig for yourself, man. I'm happy for you. And I do. And I'm I'm more than happy and proud of you to stand up and tell managers and and owners to kindly fuck off. When you're <laughs> <laughs> you said it kindly. You said it kindly. Yeah. Basically, because you are a certain style of DJ, and that's where that's where many of the, um of the up and coming artists have trouble with. Because you wanna you wanna be identified as this. Like if you wanna be 
as the dubstep producer, you're the dubstep producer. You want to be the house guy, you want to you're the house guy. If you want to be the open format guy, you're the open format guy, you know? Whatever the DJ that you want to be, that's what you're going to lean you, uh, towards to, you know? But if, like, a club comes back to you and hits you up to say, like, hey, like, I need you to DJ for this gig and so yada, 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 just play house music and you're, like, a dubstep producer, you'll be like, why are you hiring me? And no, I'm not going to do that. That's not my job. But I'll, but here's the thing. A lot of people, a lot of young, young bucks, you know, a lot of young kids, um, they see that as an opportunity and they mm -hmm. are scared that if they reject it, there's not going to be another opportunity. And we both know that because we both in, been in those situations before in which, you know, an opportunity roses and you're like, fuck, bro, we got to take it. Like, I don't like it. I don't like playing it. But you know what? I We got to take it because we need to get our word of mouth out there. We got to let our our names out there, you know, and sometimes it sucks. So, you know, kudos that, you know, we got to the point of where we can actually say no to somebody. You know, if this is not what you hired me for. This is not the type of DJ I am. Like, just no. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry if if I was misleading to you, I'm sorry, but I I'm pretty sure I was pretty clear what type of DJ I am. Mm -hmm. And and I've said I've said a couple of times, uh kindly fuck offs to other people because people were telling me like, oh, <coughs> I need you to uh, to open up for, you know, for example, dubs. Dubs is a house house uh mainstream house guys, right? Mm -hmm. Uh and I and I asked big them room. Yeah, big room, big room. Yeah. Give them given the big room stuff. Um and I asked them, uh, yeah, guys, like, do you not know what I play? Mm -hmm. Like I generally play trap and dubstep. Like my whole fiend is bass. Oh, so you don't want to do it? It's like as much as I love to open up for those guys, I have to reject it. Because that's not what I. I mean, it's a festival setting, so maybe you can get away with a lot in a festival mm. setting. Um, but, but here's the thing: you confuse people when when you're playing on certain shows, and then all of a sudden you're playing this genre, and then be like, "Oh, but I thought you were into dubstep. Why are you playing house?" So you're like catering yourself, and the problem to that as well. This is another thing because a, a lot of promoters see this as an opportunity. It's like, "Oh, I can hire him for other shit," you know. I can hire him for, mm -hmm. oh, he does house. I can hire him for the house. He does bass. I can hire him for bass. So they don't, they don't give you the, the respect enough to say like, I'm only catering you for certain bass shows. Like, no, I'm only catering you to whatever I feel like it. And that's, mm -hmm. and that's our issue because then, then you don't know when is your next gig because any, any other gig could be the, the one or, or none, you know? And, and yeah. again, people are like too scared to say no. I don't, I it's mean, I mean, it's a main issue. I see, I see why people say no, or, or are too scared to say no, because you don't want to miss the opportunities. Obviously, it's the opportunity that's mm -hmm. there, but sometimes you actually gotta risk it to get the biscuit. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. And uh, so, yeah. Anyway, after uh, Dreamland, uh, the second one, the second festival of the week where I played, yeah, um, uh, we actually started um, looking for better gigs and like mm -hmm. i said you know level up now um i have residencies all over fire and fire. yeah it's it's good it's good um and yeah i love what i do 
Uh, I really love what I do. I can't really complain. Uh, dealing with people, you know, with the guy with the phone, you know, with the uh, play bad bunny, you know, that, that, that kind of shit, you deal with it every day. Uh, but you're blessed because I had people coming over to the booth and I'm, and the booth is on the top floor and they somehow climb and I'm like, how the hell do you get up here? What the fuck? You remember Kronos? Fucking Kronos people, yeah. they come over backstage and then they climb up into, there's like three different stages into that big stage and they somehow mm -hmm. climb it to the stage I am and I'll say, can you play this? I'm like, what the fuck? How you got here? Mm -hmm. Shit. I'm at, a, I'm at a club now. It's called 58 and it's the hottest club right now here in PR. So I'm playing my set. I got everybody dancing and everybody's like grooving. And then there's this one guy. He's like looking at me. Oh boy. I'm like, I'm like, uh, okay, this guy's just going to ask for some music, whatever. And then I keep playing and he <laughs> keeps looking at me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then he takes his phone. Right. And then he, uh, well, he takes his phone. He's like, starts twiddling with it, goes like this. And when it goes like this, it says, play something we can dance to. Oh my God. And you can see everybody was like, and they were, they were going bonkers. But then he, he played that. And I'm, I'm like, you know what, man? Fuck you. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep playing my shit. Yeah. I went like, fuck you. And then he got offended. Oh. I went over to him. Oh. He got offended. Yeah. And he went over to the, um, uh, the booth has a security guard, right? Mm. Uh, and the security guard was like, why, why are you going, why you want to go to my guy over there? He's like, oh, he flipped me off. And he's like, what did you do? Cause I know him. He's not going to flip you off just because he's going to flip you off. And he's like, oh, cause I asked him for something to dance. And he's like, are you going to request a song? He's, and he was like, yeah, I might. So the security guard was like, just wait here. He went up to me. This is some douchebag wants to request a song. He says that he wants something to dance to. I'm like, yeah, I flipped him off. He's like, what do you want me to do? Honestly, take him out of the club for all I care. They did that. Threw the asshole out. And he was with three girls. And they were like, what happened? And then the, the guy explained. And they were like, oh, fuck him. Yeah, let's keep dancing. And they were all dancing. And he was like, you know, it was like, I don't, I don't get this guy. Oh, that was that was that was hilarious because uh, you know it was just just yeah. this douchebag. Oh, bro, yeah. tell me about it. I got I got I got you. I got you stories like that, man. Um, yeah. one, of, my, one of my jobs um here in South Florida was uh I was working at the Clevander. I don't I don't know if you ever heard of the Clevander Hotel in South Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Clevander. I was a stage coordinator, and sometimes I had to be the DJ because when one of the Hottest DJs don't show up because they were running late. Oh, Ralph, we need you to we we need you to to DJ for a bit. They haven't showed up. I'm like, I hate the fact that I told people I'm a DJ because now I have to play mainstream shit. So I always have a fucking USB with me and I just DJ with through CDJs. And because I already have everything on cue points, I'm just like, don't even need a headphones. I just know when to time and I just play stuff. So it was one of those times in which um, it was on prime time because the DJ, my, my one of my DJs was running late. It was, uh, I think it was like a midnight set because they go by five hour sets, you know? So it was mm -hmm. like the last hour set, you know, the, the next DJ has to clock in at uh, midnight and he hasn't showed in a, in a bit and the other DJ needs to get out for, for his other gig. 
So I had to switch it up for my stuff. And then, you know, I kept the energy going. I kept the energy going, going. And wouldn't you know it, wouldn't you know it, I had a couple of couple of drunk, they were drunk, ladies, white girls coming over to look at me. And then they come over and, and mind you, the stage has like barricades. It has like a, a fucking cone and it has a fucking thing that says, no, you can't go in. They literally went like this, whoop, and then proceed to me. And I looked, I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Hey, I, can you play, play something that people want to dance? Mind you, this is midnight, and this place was slam-packed, and everybody was popping. Can you play something that you want to dance? I'm like, lady, I'm, I'm playing some Rihanna's and Drakey shit. What do you want? <laughs> what do you, what you can't, you don't know how to twerk? Like, nah, I want, so I want something like, you know, like energy, like this and that. And, and I could go this, like, this is like, this is not killing it. This is like, like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. And I'm like, the fucking audacity. And I'm not even supposed to be here, bro. Like, I, I, and I'm getting insulted by the men. And I'm just like, security. I went to the microphone. It's like, hi, security. Could someone come over to the stage? And you see like, Five fucking big motherfuckers coming over to the stage. And it's like, what happened? Damn. Because now, not only did I say no and fuck off, they started to go all around the stage and started to go on the stage spots, which becomes a liability for us if anything mm -hmm. happens. And they start dancing and everything. And so one of the security guards basically go like this. We took her out. And I got plenty of more. One of my favorite ones is that I was walking by and I was like looking at an old, you know, Haitian couple. And they were like, oh, man, the, the love is good because they were like getting it. When they when they started, when I started with the Mumba shit, they were like, I'm like, I bet, bet. Four hours later, it was four o'clock in the morning. I kid you not. I was walking by and I see the same old, merry old Haitian couple. The woman was giving heads. I mean, I've seen that before, but let me tell you, bro, I see some nasty shit over in, in, over in South Beach, man. And it's funny because it's one of those things that you fought, you've seen it all, but mm -hmm. every day something new rises and just tops it. And I'm like, okay, so I yeah. haven't seen it all. And then another thing tops it. And it's like, okay, one of the coolest things is that I saw somebody throw up in the rooftop. That's down the roof? No, no, like we have a terrace in the rooftop. So there's a second party happening in the same hotel. So you got the okay. main stage and then you got the loungy area in the terrace okay. area. We saw literally somebody puke over yeah. and they landed on the street. I remember one time I was playing at uh, one of the clubs here and there was this guy. He was like he had two beers in his hands. He's like, he stopped and his face went blank. He just went, oh, threw up right there. <laughs> like a oh. baby. Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, it happens. A lot of uh, nasty but yeah, shit. Uh, a little nasty shit. A lot of nasty shit. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I mean, what what can you do? Oh, I mean, we can kindly tell people to fuck off and stop asking or requesting. Like that is like the most annoying shit that I have ever dealt with as a DJ. I don't mind requests. I just it, when when it's the same four fucking songs all night. You know, it's like if it's a hot song. And you, you, you know, you're going to, you, 
it's just it's like this so uh, you listen ba- basically a lot of people listen to music uh in their car mm-hmm. when they commute right yeah. so they go from point a to, to point b from point a to point b they listen to the same four songs right yeah and they do that five times a day mm-hmm. when you go out to the club you want to listen to some same fucking four songs yeah i mean come on man <laughs> uh but yeah like um i'm tired i'm so tired of the fucking new uh brad bunny album Every t- ever since it, gave, oh. it came out, that's all they asked for. I mean, really? Uh, can you play? Can you play La Corriente? Can you play esto? Can you play lo otro? I'm like, dude, there's other fucking artists, and you know, and that's the scene here is like that in PR. It's just like uh, if you're not playing Bad Bunny, mm-hmm. uh, then basically, and don't get me wrong, great fucking album, great. It has everything. It has house. It has merengue. It has reggaeton. It has trap. It has dancehall. It's a great album, but you know, you yeah, get I get tired. tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. But tell me more how the actual Puerto Rican scene is when, when it comes to music overall. Like, did it actually, because when I left, I, you know, EDM was on the rise, you know, and shit was popping mm-hmm. right now. And then over the years, I, I feel like it started to deter and all those big local DJs that were moving up and I see them, you know, Killing in the EDM scene, all of a sudden they're all dead. Like not, 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 not literally they were dead, but I mean like uh, figuratively they were dead. Like that, like that said, there was no no more EDM, no more eating artists, no more this and that. Like, like what happened over that? Like the reggaeton overturned all that shit and went back to popularity again. Yeah. So the thing is that um, uh, more or less when you were leaving, mm-hmm. uh, EDM kind of. I think it uh, it was too it was too big to to, to succeed because everybody wanted to be a DJ. Right. Everybody and their grandmother was a DJ. Mm, so right. So um, that got like really what's the word I'm looking for? It's uh inflated, not overpopulated, uh, not inflated. Uh, it went like a bubble. Much, yeah, it's no. So when you have too much demand for a little a little supply, what's uh, uh, saturated? It got saturated. Really saturated. Yes, it got yeah, oversaturated. So yeah. It got oversaturated, and then like basically reggaeton started to go up again. Uh, oh. Then you have the the uh, you know Anuels, and you have your the J Balvin's and, and the Bad which, Bunnies and the Balumas yeah, and the Bad Bunnies, and, and you have good you know good reggaeton songs coming out. Mm. And when good reggaeton starts coming out, but a lot of people started listening to it, and you know EDM went declining, and you know, a lot of the EDM started sounding exactly the same. You know, one song sounded like another. And, you know, that's happening now with reggaeton. So mm-hmm. that's why a lot of reggaetoneros are now doing house music, are now doing merengue, are now doing other, they're branching out. With, which what I think what if they would have done that when the original boom back yeah. in 2008, 2009, when the original yeah. reggaeton boom was there, uh, that would we would have had a more um, versatile urban economy in in music you know mm-hmm. nowadays uh every artist does everything you know and i like really? i like everybody do, everybody's doing everything um i think it started with uh Raul alejandro Who? which is personally one of my favorite artists Raul alejandro Raul alejandro okay don't tell me come on man i don't know who the fuck that Hello? is i don't know who the really fuck. no i'm being he serious made, listen to this he made a Reggaeton, drum and bass. Nani? Cuando fue, it's called. <clears throat> Listen to it because I don't want you to get uh, uh, copyrighted. But uh, yeah, the, the yeah. Uh, he, he made a song 
and I was listening to the album. The album's pretty good. Uh-huh. Oh, I think uh, he he did the song Todo de Ti. Which is basically Fergie's song plagiarized, but I'm not going to say anything about that. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, it was basically that uh, that song plagiarized, but then he made a whole album with a lot of good songs, and okay. one of them was with Simon e. Lennox and mm. Caleb Calloway and Mr. Nice Guy. So Caleb Calloway is a house DJ. He went on tour with uh, Loco Dice, and oh, wow. he's Puerto. Yeah, he's Puerto Rican. And he basically made the beat with Mr. Nice Guy, which was an up-and-coming producer. And they made the song called uh, Química, which the song starts out like a reggaeton at a, around 100 BPM. Uh, and it's, you know, it's okay, cool. And then all of a sudden you hear the, the, the winding of the BPM going up and you're like, wait, what the hell? And then it turns into this deep house, which everybody's grooving to. And after that, everybody wants, okay, I'm going to do a house song. Everybody wants to do a house song. Uh, everybody wanted to do, you know, um, other things that it weren't exactly the trap and reggaeton because everybody was still with the uh, with the tebote kind of beat with the with that yeah, thin snare. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that thin yeah, snare. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was that and uh, and basically everybody was still then doing that. Then they took the the whole genre and turned it on its feet. So now you got a lot of things that, that a lot of people that listen to everything. Right now, I think we're in the one of the best moments because you got your house parties, you got your reggaeton parties, you have your drum and bass scene. Um, a lot of places closed. Like one bar was one of my fa- favorite places. To find. Am I boring you? No, I, I it's been <laughs> a long day, bro. I'm I, I same, you. same, same. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of places like, <laughs> but a lot of places yeah. like, yeah, yeah, like one bar. That you've yeah, missed. One bar. What I, I remember one bar back in the day that that was like the one place that you go for drum and bass. Am I wrong? It, so they started doing house parties and drum and bass parties and after parties for like the big uh, EDM events. Mm. And Skrillex played there with Chummy back to back. Holy shit! It was off the hook. It was so good. Holy I was, shit! It, That's nasty. It was, it was nasty. It was nasty. I was there. I, I um. Back then, I used to play for um, Papi Joe, which uh, which was one of the, the bars in Old San Juan. And the guy that did the bars at Papi Joe was the same guy that did the bars at the event. So I got, got to get all the cool events and I got in. Are you still there? I'm, I'm still I'm sorry, here. The, but the, call kind of, the, the, the signal. Yeah. Can got, you hear me? I can hear you now, but it, you were like lagging and freezing all over. All right. I think I'm back. Okay. Yeah, basically, uh, I think I was talking about the the, the Skrillex and yeah, the Chami set. Yeah, yeah, it was nasty. It was nasty. It was so good. It was so good. Uh, after that, uh, one bar um, suffered uh, damages through Maria. I used to do parties there called the um, deranged parties. I did three of them. Oh. First one was bad, bad, horrible, horrible. We didn't know how to promote. We didn't do that. We didn't know how to do shit. Uh, but the second one. Uh, I did it with the owner, Carla. Uh, she actually, she was like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to help you with promotion. I'm going to help you with everything. And the party was pretty fucking good. But the, the third one, it was off the hook. We had two stages. We had a drum and bass stage and we had the, the house. Well, not house. We had the EDM and the, then the drum and bass. And then what I did is on purpose, on purpose, I did this. I made the schedule so you had a drum and bass DJ here and a house DJ here or an EDM DJ. And then I switched it up. 
then in this stage we would have a drum and bass or bass dj and then a house dj on here so mm -hmm. people would be moving around and seeing everything right. going to the different bars and I, so that's what i did with the with the, with the lineup so it was a, a complete success uh right. we were going to do a third one okay that third one we we're going to have candy bars uh not candy that you eat like the candy that you wear the the bracelets mm -hmm. we're going to have uh go-go dancers we we're going to I even found a guy. You remember one bar had the lights, the art, the light arts that uh, on top, right? Yeah, yeah. So those got busted. So I found a guy that could fix them, and he was <coughs> gonna do it for like a thousand bucks plus some uh, some uh, publicity. So we were gonna do like a whole um, like a whole wall with everybody that was uh, that was gonna be uh, on the uh, sponsoring the event, and it was so it was everything was planned to the T. Mm -hmm. And then the fucking storm came. Oh, everything, shit. everything went to shit. The place, one bar. If you, I went after the storm. That place got flooded. And let me tell you something. One bar was not a, a pretty place to go. It was if 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 you uh, went if you went to the bathrooms, the men's room in one bar, and you took your dick out to pee. You don't. You didn't need a, a COVID vaccine because you were already immune to fucking everything. You know that was. <laughs> That, that was, you know, God that, was, damn. that was bad. It was nasty. That, that bathroom was nasty. And Ooh. the girls room, I heard you couldn't go in there because, you know, if you weren't, if you went, if you squat down to pee, some sort of lizard thing would, you know, oh, come up in the what? toilet and she, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a joke, but uh, you know, it was nasty when I went there after the, mm. the whole storm, they had wooden floors. They were like, going up like this because of the humidity uh oh. the all the sound all the sound equipment was already old so it got wet and you one of the one of the speakers yeah uh it the the glue from the from the mesh like dried up uh, got so wet that it started to tearing like this so you could yeah you could see that the 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 wiring and the speakers and everything and you could see everything like deteriorating oh. so carla did what any when he what any sane person wanted them and she's like listen this is not gonna it's going to be too much money to fix. I'm just going to, you know, close it down. And uh, they did that. They closed it down. They they gave it back. And now it's just an empty door. There's nothing there. Seriously. Yeah, I really wanted to buy it. I really wanted to buy it, but I don't have the money to, to fix it up. Uh, That's a huge investment, yeah. man. That's it like, is. It is. And, it, and, it's, and let me tell you, it's one of those risky investments. Yeah, it is. It is very risky because, I mean, it's a, it's a great spot in Old San Juan. But you would have to invest in in a lot of you know because there's no there's no parking close to it, mm -hmm. uh, so you'd have to invest in like some sort of a of a promotion and you know even though it's it's close to the BK over at, and people would you know go out uh, out of the BK all drugged up and be like oh there's a party going out there yeah yeah you know, but yeah it's, it was it, it was it was hard it was hard after that you know Epic came which was uh we played at Epic we called it Red Code. Mm. Remember Red Code? Oh my God, I remember Red Code. So yeah. Red Code then got got changed to Epic, and now it's called Seven Eight Seven. Wasn't in that the old Nocturnal place before Red Code, right there in the corner? Nocturnal? Yeah, it's in the corner, but it, the guy I don't think it was no, called Nocturnal. No, what was what was it called? Uh, Liquid. Liquid. Mm -hmm. God damn, Liquid. Yep, I remember. Mm. It has like yeah. three I different remember. floors. Uh. Yeah, but the the third one, uh, the third one, they just use it as a bathroom bathroom right now. The first one is a club, and now the the last one, uh, they're gonna do a, a gentleman's strip club. Oh, all the way to the top. 
I remember that. I play there on some occasions, but I play at the, at the bottom. I don't like to go to the strip club because it's too late. Hours are long and, and you know. Yeah. I, li- I like the, I, I remember, man. That's where Afrojack used to play, right? Yeah, that's where Afrojack was and Major Laser. And Major Laser. Yeah, I remember yeah. it, man. I remember that they hired me to to rent out one of my CDJs. I remember I had the 2000, so they need they needed an extra one. So so they hired me to set it up for them. And I remember okay. lo- Local Dice was playing that day and I set it up for Local Dice. Uh, my boy Shaggy off of the Z-Boys, he was playing that day, that night as well. So it was like a lot of... I'll, it was actually a very cool place, you know? Very cool, yeah. cool, cool place. Yeah, I remember it, man. And some good times. We had some good times there. Yeah. But yeah, now I'm in the scene. I'm I'm pretty much booked every weekend. And uh, honestly, I, I'm glad I could get, take some time to like fucking talk to you because it's it's hard to get you know get a couple minutes in. Yeah, I feel you, man. My life my life is 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 busy as it is as well. I mean, between the podcast and then having the weekends off for you know for family, and then I got work every day. I'm setting up events, lighting up for events, mm-hmm. you know. Now that it's like, you know, it's the season, you know, I might actually have start doing like other freelance gigs, you know, for for clubs and and conferences and whatnot that they need me so I can so they want me to set up and play around with LEDs and whatnot. Just you know, I'm getting married, so I need I need the money. money. I need that I need to get mm-hmm. myself busy every weekend and get those gigs, bro. Podcast is not yeah, giving me mean. money yet. 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 It will. It, it will, will soon enough. You're it gonna will. Do, it we're going to get some sponsors. Absolutely. We're not sponsored yet, but hey, if Adidas or like fucking, uh, uh, if you want to sponsor this podcast, you know, Young Rock was here. We can, you know, do something with that and have some fun. Hey, I'm by, just all, saying, by all if, means, I'm, yeah. I'm open. I'm open to it. You know, I'm open to it, you know, uh, but that's, but that's one of the, that's the reasons I'm actually going to um create a second channel. I'm actually like okay. already in the words for that, you know. It's and it's gonna call the the Wolfpack podcast. Just the the one that's okay. why I, that's why I created the social media first because I didn't want anybody to take the name out because I'm pretty sure like some ass. Nope. Okay, you, cool. You know, like it's 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 smart. You know, like if you want to create something, you want to you make sure that they have it available in social media because if they don't have it available in social media, then you know, like uh, you gotta. Re- Rethink the the whole name and everything, and the Wolfpack was something that I had for for the longest time to to create. Okay, and, ladies and gentlemen, we're having some technical difficulties. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I think I'm back now. Now, okay, everything okay over uh, there? Yeah, it's just the uh, the the signals going kind of work. Either way, I still I kind of have to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's really been a blast. Uh, how long are your episodes usually? Uh, usually I talk people all the way to three hours, man. We literally just, shit. we literally go, uh, Joe Rogan style. We go to a deep dive on some shit, you know? Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Shit. But, you know, I can skip all that and I can just get to the nitty gritty stuff and just, yeah, ask well, you, talk, talk to me ask you the few questions and we can wrap it up from there. You know, I don't want, I don't want to take more sure. time of your time, man. No problem. All right. So what's the nitty gritty? What, what questions, what, what piercing questions do you want to ask me? I'm going to ask you some piercing questions, you know, and they're going to be very piercing and then you got to answer it truthfully. All right. 
Um, Scouts honor. Scouts honor. You already know. Um, marketing wise, like what is it that you had to do for you to market yourself as John Rock? You knowing that you were a, a young DJ in the scene in a small island, you know, not many people are, are doing what you're doing or a lot of people are doing what you're doing and the competition is right there. How are you standing out yourself from others and using mar marketing as like, you know, one of your tools? So my tools are basically social media. Mm. You know, I take uh, all the uh, I take all the flyers I can, and you know, a lot of people just you know go uh, fly and um, upload it and just you know here this is where I'm gonna be. I do I don't do that. I upload the flyer. I put a little song to it. Mm. I tag the player to animate things that if I can, you know, marketing wise, the the part the social media part is is half of the the the, the way there. The other half is making sure that when the day comes, I fucking kill it every yeah. time. You can't. You got to give it your 110% every time because if you if you don't do it, people will notice. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's like oh, if you if you go to play at a club one day, and you're no, you're not feeling your best. You've had a tough day. Um, you know, you're gonna be playing. You gotta leave that out of the door and you know kill it and make sure people are having a great fucking time up for it because I've been like I said, I haven't had a, a Uh, an off day since March and not every day you feel like a rock star, mm. but you got to try to make everybody else around you feel like you're the fucking rock star. You're the man. And, um, and that everybody is, you know, you make sure everybody has a good time. And the third component I do, and this is something I always, it isn't quite marketing wise, but it it's goes a long way is humility in what we do. Mm. Uh, whenever you're at a set. Yeah. Whenever you're 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 at a set and you kill it and somebody compliments you, you don't go, I know who I am. Yeah. No, you go like thank you. You know? Oh you're you're yeah. you that goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And people and people appreciate that. Because if you go like I'm a fucking best, I can do this shit all day long, then people are gonna be like, This asshole, he's I'm complimenting you. I take the compliment and I always say, No, thank you for being here. And you know, that goes a long way. And that's how I've gotten a lot of private games, a lot of weddings, a lot of uh Uh, a lot of shit that you know made me money, uh, but it's actually kind of it, it. You can tell when somebody's being fake, so it really has to be genuine. Right. It has to be genuine. So, just social media is key, killing it every time, and stay humble, and people will gravitate towards you. And and let me ask you, like I know you said that you haven't had a decent you know day off since March, so you've been killing it every week, and that's actually pretty cool. But something that you actually did say, you mentioned a little bit, and I'm going to emphasize on that, like it gets a little bit exhausted because you you feel tired, but you need to make sure that everybody that's around you feels like, you know, get that big ass energy. Does it ever take a toll on you, on your mental health by doing all this stuff and stuff every weekend and not having a time for you to mentally rest? So... I, there's balance in everything. Um, I really, I, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And if you love what you do, they say that you don't work a day in your life. Uh, right. But it does take a toll. It's tiring. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it, it uh, you know that the night is over at two in the morning, but the club wants to keep open to keep selling alcohol until four. Yeah. And you know, the night's over, you know, you know, you're, they're not going to make much more money. 
and you're exhausted and you had a long day, even when, when it's more than one gig a day, oh my God, uh, it does take a toll. But there's balance in everything. I haven't had a, a full day off since March, but uh, I have some, some, some patches where I've been exhausted, but I always, you know, try to stay, uh, you know, uh, if there's a day that I don't have to get, uh, to get off uh, out of bed, I don't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a day where I, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Take like a, a, a an easy day, like for example, which is a day gig and it pays pretty well. So I don't have to take a night gig that day. I don't have to, uh, uh, you know, be until five or 4am at a mm-hmm. club you know, making people that's good because you get another audience and you get, you know, uh, more exposure. Like for example, I had a, a day gig, uh, on Sunday mm. and I remember we were going to do the interview between my two gigs, yeah. but you know, stuff happened and I wasn't mm. able to go. Uh, but during that day gig, I, I saw a lot of kids and a lot of families and they, I gave out some cards for birthday parties and stuff like that, which they enjoyed. Uh, but, I did two gigs that night. I wish I hadn't. I wish I'd just taken the night off because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it was too exhausting. When I got home, I don't drink coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. Um, but during that set, I was like, listen, man. so it does take a toll. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty good to hear, you know, because not many people can actually talk about, you know, those mental health issues, you know, and, and I appreciate you sharing that one of those, you know, and, and and don't ever mm-hmm. overdo yourself, you know, like get yourself that, you know, time for yourself, you know, rest, heal, yep. you know, let your brain, you know, breathe for a little bit. And then the, and then next time, boom, do what you got to do. You know, always have a day off, always have a, at least mm-hmm. one day off. Even if you work every day, just have at least one day off just to shut down your brain for a bit. You know, mm-hmm. Um. Why is it that as a DJ, why is it that you decided to choose Young Rock as your name? My name. All right. So when I started out, um, EDM was just on the top and everybody was like party rocking and um, fucking uh, shuffling and shit. Uh, I've always been a musician. I loved rock music. So uh, there was a song forever young uh, from journey and i I think it it was uh it basically that's how i felt i felt i was going to be forever young boy was i wrong uh but uh but uh yeah i I took that i took that like i want to my energy is like i'm forever young and we're gonna rock it every night and young rob was born in 2010 fire fire uh do you what are your thoughts about your the current seen in Puerto Rico. Do you think that is much more better? You think it's going to get a lot more better? You think it's going to, you know, go down? Do you see a genre that's going to rise up again and take over? What do you think about the scene itself? So right now in PR, I think we're in a really good place. Uh, It can get a lot better. Uh, It can get a lot worse. Mm. But I really hope better. Uh, the genres right now that are going that are on the uptick are. Damn it! We're literally close to the end, and th- and his signal goes away. Okay, like the signals, ex- like the last one you said was, you know, it it, it could be good, it could be uh, worse. You know, you feel what genre you said that that might be on the rise. So no, on the rise right now, yeah, it's basically like a trap, but um, it can get 
like really uh really housey sometimes or really mm. uh bassy uh with some genres but it really right now and I'm, I'm not shitting you the the i'm seeing i'm seeing a lot of mambo and a lot of latin a lot of uh, uh merengue stuff being pushed which is like gonna be the next um like i see a lot of kids going towards that singing about drugs and killing but with a merengue beat i've seen that and i think that's gonna be big pretty soon what um, apart from that every uh, all the genres are, are yeah yeah they're gonna they're gonna start you know malianteo songs with the uh, I think we have a delay. What the fuck? Bro? Hello. No, no, this is my face. This is my face. This was my face the whole, you know, minute long. Like, like, what the fuck is okay. going on? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, remember that the the whole scene is getting basically uh, more more uh, raw songs talking about you know guns and 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 hoes and stuff. Uh, there's gonna be that. That's gonna happen here. You know, it's, it's just what people like. But at the same time, there's a really big house scene, a really big EDM scene, because whenever there's a house party, I was saying before it got cut off uh, by the internet uh, that the house scene here is there's very few house parties and they're far apart. But whenever there's a house party, it's always packed and there's always good music, good vibes, and people are having fun. So yeah, I think uh, moving forward, PR is just going to be like in a big Latin and reggaeton. Um, uh, Moving forward, it's going to go up, but there's going to be a renaissance of house and EDM. Well, one of them. Wow. 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 Like we got to the point, like, let's normalize, you know, Malianteo and, you know, and guns and hoes and bitches and mm -hmm. whatnot to to merengues. Wow. All right, guys, we mm -hmm. made it. We did it. We did it. We crap. Do you believe that? There's gonna the the EDM scene is alive and well, or you think it's dead and buried? I think it was dead, it was, but now it's going on an uptick. And if it were dead, I wouldn't be working right now. Mm. One or two more questions, and we could wrap it up, man. Um, what sure. is what is your greatest accomplishment up to now, and what do you hope to accomplish in the future? Wow, that's loaded so my greatest my greatest accomplishment i mean i've played in 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 new york i've played in miami i've played in orlando i've played here in pr i think my greatest accomplishment was a was a party that we did in in the lobby of la concha um oh yeah it was the i day, remember uh, i remember yeah yeah i know but this was recent actually this wasn't uh this was um when the hurricane came mm -hmm. Uh, Hurricane Fiona, uh, when everybody's power went out before the fucking thing got here. Yeah. Uh, there was, there was, uh, another curfew, uh, but it didn't apply to the, uh, touristic area. So they called me up and said, Hey John, do you think you can make this gig? I'm like, man, it's going to be a rainy night. You know, you know what? I ain't got nothing. I ain't got shit to do. Let's go. And we had a fucking party there. Oh my God. There was. The place was packed. It was the only place that was open, but everybody had a blast. We had uh, dancing. We had uh, people jumping up and down. It was fire. It was fire. great. Um, and um, usually I would think, you know, since it was a stormy night, mm -hmm. yeah, everybody's going to stay home and be with, you know, uh, but that night was fire. That was so good. And for a future accomplishment, man, 
Uh, I played at the at, at um, Dreamland, which I think was one of my best sets. I want to I, I want I want to take a crack at that again. Mm. I want to play on another big stage. I want to play, you know, with uh, local dice. I want to play with uh, Green Velvet. I want to play with somebody that's you know up to my standard, um, like the kind of music that I used to li- that I yeah. typically listen to. Uh, and I want to be elbow to elbow with them, maybe back to back with another uh, with a great artist. You know, fucking fire, bro. That's actually good to hear, yeah. man. That's good to hear. One last question and we can wrap this up. But before I ask you this important question, there's one bonus that I actually wanted to tell you. In this little section, I usually ask my interviewers to ask me something about me or ask me something about the industry. Whether, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, any dirty little secrets that I know, any ugly truths out of it or my experiences as as an up-and-coming artist and how I deal with contracts and other shit. Do you have like something specific that you want to ask me or do you always want to know about the scene or something that you never had anybody to, you know, answer your question or ever wonder? I'm an open book for that. Hmm. Not really. I love, I've, I've, I've been with this as long as you have. So I know how to work with my contracts. I know how to work with my, with my light dudes. I know how to work with my music dudes. Mm. I'm thinking just, just man, um, how much, are you gigging over there? I mean, how, how's it how's it really going for you? Uh well, thank you for asking me. Um, normally I I stopped DJing like three years ago, to be honest. Um, I haven't DJed in a long okay. a long time. And it's not like I don't miss it. I do miss it. You know, from time to time, like I you know, I miss going on the big stages and you know, tour and you know, play my my set overall. I'm talking to some people here in South Florida that they do they do a lot of you know local shit and right now I'm working towards my new EPs. I'm working two different EPs and I've been I've already st- I've already f- finished my first song of the EP and I sent it over to these people that are doing you know festivals and shows in South Florida and they were like off the wares they were like yo what the fuck is this this is like dude wolves and like you went bonkers i'm like i i I, thank you i appreciate that it's my first song you know it's like yo finish up this ep so we can launch a ep party out of it i'm like that's right that's right and um i'm talking to so i'm just basically socializing and talking to a lot of artists around the globe as a perspective, you know, and having them to sit down here in the interview, I feel like, you know, my true calling call, because I was always wondering what am I going to be good at? Cause I know DJ, I'm great at it. I'm, I never doubted myself at DJing and I, and I proved to everybody like, see a kid, a kid like me from Puerto Rico got to fucking Miami and in less than a year played in fucking life in color, sunset music festival. And EDC after parties and the after parties at club space and whatnot. Um, the big shows like Club Cinema and all around tour around Florida. Tour open up for an artist who's now one of the biggest artists, Nitty Gritty. I tour with him and open up for him. Uh, dream, you know, play a fucking festival main stage on my own hometown. Like I feel like I accomplished a lot, but I feel like there still haven't hasn't been that one thing that I feel like this was my true calling call. Like DJing was always for me was like, I see myself as a short term friend. I'm not, I don't never seen this. Like I'm going to do it as a 
longevity thing, like an everyday basis. It's more like once in a while, I'll do it. So I haven't figured it out until I hit podcasting. Once I started podcasting, man, I've never been so happy and so focused and so in it that I have ever done in my life. More than DJing, more than making music, more than, you know, whatever. Like I had so much great conversations with some of the greatest established artists in the industry that if you hear some of their stories, you'll be like, holy shit. And even sometimes I sometimes look at myself as like, bro, how the fuck did I manage to get to talk to this guy? Like Fox says, like this guy made the Justin Bieber song, Peaches. And I had to sit oh, wow. down. Yeah, this was like one of the, my earliest episodes. I mean, the interviews, like episode 58, like Shindo, he's my boy. Shout out to him. He's the, He was the main producer that made um the Peaches song. Peaches. And, cool. and when he did it, he did it off a rip of uh, Instagram Live that Justin Bieber did because he was just playing the melody of it and he was singing. So he ripped that put it on Ableton and he he started making the beats out of it and started getting the groovy out of it. He sent it to Pooh Bear and Pooh Bear immediately sent it to Bieber and Bieber's camp were like, yeah, we're making this song as the, you know, the single, the hit, the one that's going to run the, the market. Nice. Not many people are like blessed enough to know those type of people, but I, I did, you know, I, I still do. I still like, I'm amazed that I am where I am, you know, and I'm just looking forward to many more conversations with more artists out there, with more talented people, you know, and not just like established, even to the local level. Like I interview a lot of local people who I believe they deserve a fucking shot in the industry. And and I'm doing my best to put them out there to blast them, to let them know. It's like, yo, guys, check these people out, you know, and some of them actually took off. Some of them actually took off because of it. And they were very grateful that I was like their first person because they say like nobody's ever reached me out to interview. I'm like, I see talent, man. I see talent. I have a done. I'm seeing talent. You know, and when I see them, I want to I want to sit down. So podcasting has been like the most wonderful thing that I've ever, ever done in my life. And I'm very happy. That's, that's why great, man. earlier, that's why I told you I'm I'm planning to do a second channel because I I unintentionally made the Lone Wolf podcast as a guest interview channel. Mm-hmm. It was unintentionally. It wasn't meant for that. Like once in a while I was going to get guests, but I didn't what it wasn't I didn't build it for that reason. Build it for another for another reason to to on a weekly basis talk about all the shit that's happening in the in- entertainment industry and share some of the ugly secrets or truth bombs you know that happens and mm-hmm. and you know being like a media-esque opinion bit uh, based on my experience of it you know like for example why do i think that the grammys are rigged well let me show you example a you know the weekend had the best 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 year the best best year of a best album overall, like all of his songs were bangers, music videos, Super Bowl performance. Like he did, he had a wonderful year, and yet he has a one one Grammy. Wow! For that, for that, for all that, and the reason why he hasn't won, it's because there's a voting process. People assume that it's like, oh, it's because it's the most highest number song. It's like, nah, bro. It's a voting process based on. Top heads, you know, deciding who they want to get in and engineers, engineers from all around the all around the nation. They get a saying in it. They get a vote of it. And most of the time is a favor to favor. It's like, 
Some yeah. it's a favorite to favor, and at the same time, is engineers never heard of the weekend, so they're gonna vote for something that they've heard of. So they will rather vote for Taylor Swift. They heard Taylor Swift. They worked some of Taylor Swift, but they never worked with the weekend. So obviously, they're not gonna vote for the weekend. They're gonna vote for the Taylor Swift, even if they never worked with the project. A perfect example. So it's something like that. Yeah, so I, I get think, it. Yeah. No, I was going to say, so that was the purpose of this podcast. That was me about talking about stuff and from time to time to have interviews. It kind of lost its purpose halfway there. As soon as I interview Nitty Gritty, my homeboy, shout out to him. As soon as I interview him, I kid you not, every fucking weekend was a new interviewer. Every new artist, like every Friday was just like, one after another, after another, after another, after another. It's like never stopping. And dude, I've already interviewed seven people before you. And they're all, and all this is getting scheduled all the way till December. Wow. I have like shit to edit all the way to December and publish all the way to December. So it's like new episode every week. But like I said, it kind of lost what I'm trying to do. So now I'm creating the second channel, which is that what I initially started it, which is every week something shit happen. I'll I'll put up the mic. I'll you know talk for thirty to forty hours or hours minutes. God knows if I can reach forty hours of talking. Holy shit, that'll be a record. Um, thirty minutes in the mic into the camera, you know, and talk about certain topics like this week. Um, shit that happened in Twitch. You know, there's a Twitch drama happening. On was what else? Oh my god, the music scene. There's been some. Some fucked up shit happening in the bass music scene about certain allegations of certain bass artists that allegedly they have grape, you know, women. And now that's been the talk of it. Another topic. Oh, like, you know, certain artists are going back and forth with a nobody to get the 20 minute fame and they get butt hurt. And all of a sudden they like, you know, dehumanize these people. Shit like that, you know, like shit happens every every week man and i'm like i have nobody to talk about this so i'm just gonna pick up the mic and talk about it and just let the my my emotion run out as objective as possible and let people know hey this is my personal opinion this you don't know what goes behind the scenes i do know what goes Mm -hmm. behind the scenes there's more to that story that meets the eye you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's stuff like that. So that's like the stuff of stuff. And from time to time, I don't mind having somebody to come over to the show and and bounce these you know ideas or topics with them. You know, so it's meant to be like a weekly base thing. You know, like let's run over, let's like recap what happened last week. What happened last week? Well, mm-hmm. some of this stuff. Oh my God, the new God of War is coming. Holy shit! That we gotta, you know, I tell people, hey, you gotta get God of War, man. God of War is the fire, fires. So it's mm-hmm. like stuff like that. So that's like the plan of it. I already have my my domain. I already have my emails. I'm about I already have the logo brand already set, you know. So I already have my social medias. So I, all I'm missing is like a place for me to publish it, the RSS feeds, and to upload it. And then I guess the one thing that I'm missing is uh what's it called? Oh yeah, the sponsors. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sponsors. Sponsors. Yes. <laughs> I'm missing the sponsorship. So I'm so that one's gonna be more sponsor oriented more than the loan. Hey Manscaped. Manscaped, you wanna get the word out? Hey, come on. This guy shaved his balls. Do you already know? Look <laughs> at my beer. I kind of need to trim a little bit my beers. And my man over here, John Grant, needs his beer trim as well. 
Look at that pretty yep. little beer, you know. Manscaped, sponsor mm -hmm. us, please, please. <laughs> so yeah, bro, that's that's my goal, man. And I see it as a longevity thing. I see it doing it for 40 years, man, something crazy like that. And I see it like this should go even bigger than ever. You know, it's I'll start as myself, but I know I'm going to have a co-host in the future. I'm going to have a team in the future. Like I can just see it, bro. It's happening. It's going to happen because I'm moving the pieces just the way I wanted it. You know, that's good. I'm I'm, I'm happy for you, man. Thank you. I really am. Thank you. So I think you have one last question for me. I, I really want to answer it, man. Let's <laughs> I gotta, go. Let's go. Let's let's yeah. let's end it with a high note, man. Let's say that you're All walking right. down the streets of Old San Juan, you're chilling, mm -hmm. you're you just got out of your gig, and all of a sudden, fucking UFOs came out of nowhere, and you're like, "What the fuck? What's just what's going on?" And they're like, "Yo, mm -hmm. yo, I'm rock," and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, you speak my language?" Like, yeah. Anyways, um, John Rock, we need your help, cause you and only you can help us with, with what we need. And you're like, shit, this is going to be a good story in the future. All right, let's do this. And they're like, but before you go, you don't know, we don't know how long you're going to be out. Here's a piece of paper. Write three pieces of advice that you will give to someone. What are those three pieces of advice? Just anybody in general. Anything in general. It could be music related, work related, life related, anything in general. Go ahead. There's three rules I go by in life and I think I had to... Uh, use them here. One, keep hydrated, my friends. Always have some water next to you. <laughs> I don't have water right now next to me and I'm failing myself. So that's why I'm so red. Yo. Two, two, always reach for your dreams. Mm. Okay. I said it once before. I'll say it again. I might not be the biggest. Well, maybe I am the largest DJ, uh, mm. but I'm, ha I'm not the biggest DJ, but people know me and little by little, you're going to get to know you where they stop you they've stopped before it's like hey aren't aren't you that guy and i have to be specific specific because there's another guy that looks just like me uh, oh. who is a guitarist oh. yeah his name is uh mondongo and i have to say no i'm not mondongo uh, but then they're like no no no, you're the dj i'm like yeah that's me i'm the dj so i get stopped and recognized and that's that feels great when they you know they're like oh man you killed it that night or whatever and um that's you know don't don't quit on your dreams uh, maybe if you want to go ahead and work on them, work on them a little bit every day, just a little bit. Mm. Don't it, one day that you don't do what you love is a day that's lost. So my mm. friends keep working on your dreams. And lastly, I said it before, I'll say it again. Stay humble. Mm. Everything that's happening, everything that's happening to you is happening. Um, can happen to anybody. And the best way for you to project uh, how good you are at your job or how good you are at what's happening to you yeah. is by staying centered and not taking anything for granted. Always say thank you. Always be humble. And whenever you're humble, good things are going to happen to you, man. And be humble from the heart. Fire. Dude, thank you very much for that. Thank you very much for coming over to this, my show, man. I really am happy, bro. I'm glad you invited me. I mean, I told you uh, at the wedding, I want to be part of it someday. And I, I know it's not going to be the last time. Uh, whenever you need some more advice or I, I used to, I think this is something we could do. Mm. Whenever there's a new album, that's going to be a new reggaeton album or a new EDM album or something. We can listen to it together and criticize it. I used to do it in Twitter for through text or in Facebook. We could actually talk about it. And, you know, this song has this and this song has that. 
and we can uh, predict how it's, how it's going to hit the market. So we can do stuff like that. You know, uh, we can talk about that off the air, but you know, thank you so much for having me. And, um, yeah, I know, it, you know, Manscaped, uh, Grammarly, uh, you know, fucking, uh, McDonald's, somebody give this man a sponsor. He deserves Seriously. it. Maybe not McDonald's, but Hey, uh, I'll yeah, take, McDonald's. Hey, I'll take a Mickey D's. I'll take fucking Mickey D's. If Mickey D's tell me, Hey, we're going to give you a chocolate milkshake every week. If you sponsor us and we'll pay you a certain amount for, for a time. This episode is sponsored by Mickey D's, man. Get yourself some yeah. chocolate shake. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. It don't matter. It, could be, it could be even fucking Manscaped, League of Legends, or Rage Shadow Legends, or, or fucking, um, what's the other? Adam and Eve. Oh, oh hell yeah. Uh, I'll open up the whole <laughs> porn, porn adult store. Hell yeah. Adam and Eve. What's get the something one, done. What's the one that, that's like, oh, you're not going to believe this game. And it's like really dubbed over. So he's like, you're not going to believe this game. Yeah, I forgot. There's one like that on YouTube too. <laughs> but hey, get this guy a sponsorship, man. He deserves it. Absolutely. And uh, Joe Rogan, get this guy on your, on your fucking podcast. Cause you know, please, he's, he's gonna- please. That's a, that's a huge dream come true. If I ever sit I know, down with man. Joe Rogan, man, and I'm going to tell you, you, liked him, you gonna- liked him before he had the podcast. I remember this shit. Yeah. He was a host. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yo, yo, you remember, bro. You remember. I remember. I remember. All right, guys, I got to go. But man, it was such a it was great talking to you. Absolutely. And uh, let's bro. not let's not wait. You know, let's make this happen more. Absolutely. Right? bro. Like, well, John Rock, thank you very much for coming out. But yo, before you leave, plug yourself out. Let the people know where they can follow you and what they can expect All from right. you. Guys, just follow me on Instagram. It's at Young Rock PR. That's young, like Hoven, rock, like Piedra, PR, where I'm from, Puerto Rico. And you guys fucking uh, follow me. I'm always posting there on where, where I'm going to be next. And who knows? Maybe I'll be at a city near you soon. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for coming over to the show. And thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. And of course, guys, you can check this shit out at the youtube.com slash the Lone Wolf Podcast. You can, guys can see the video version of my podcast and you can check all my latest episodes out of it, guys. And also, don't forget, like, comment down below and let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me to genre to cover it, please let us know in the comments down below and we're going to do our best to cover it on the next episode. So, thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys in the next one, alright? Peace!